0: Germany are looking good for the final on Sunday. They might get another one here. It's 3-0. It's a rope for the Germans. The game is
1: the goal. Oh, that's it! South Africa Donald didn't run. I cannot believe it! Australia going to the World Cup final! Ridiculous running with two balls to go.
0: Hello everyone. Welcome to a special episode of the Fourth Seat Podcast. This episode is called The Fourth Empire, where we talk about some recent happenings in the world of cricket. Joining me today is Aditya from Boston, and uh, we are missing Rahul with us today. He is a little bit busy, so it is just going to be me, Mayuk, and Aditya talking to you about some of the recent happenings from the world of cricket. Uh, speaking of recent happenings, uh, it's pretty obvious um what's going on right now is the IPL 2019. So Aditya,
1: have you been following some games uh, in your off time? So only a couple of games so far. So I watched the very first game, which turned out to be a real dull game. And I watched one today rather, and it was quite an exciting game today. Uh, or yesterday, should I say.
0: Yes, yeah, so right now it is, uh, so we are recording this podcast on 30th of March um it's night 9 30 p.m in san francisco and i guess it's midnight
1: in boston now
0: yes yes so we're talking about games that happened um uh on the first first week of the ipl essentially essentially the first week of ipl uh so yes aditya um which games did you like so far so they were they were they were quite a few games that were really close in the first week itself right
1: yeah, it's, it's turned out to be a very closely fought IPL so far. I think it's been chaotic and the IPL at the best of times is very chaotic. And this time in particular, I don't know, it messes up with my head sometimes. I can't keep track of which teams have played when and when are they going to play again. So the two games which particularly interested me was the one today, the one between, uh, let's start from there, the one between KKR and Delhi. there's a... Fantastic game. It had a lot of elements. So, KKR began very badly. We were rescued by a beast of an innings from Andre Russell. And yeah. Dinesh Kartik. Yeah. I In mean,
0: some of, some of the sixes were outside the ground, right?
1: Yes. And uh, Russell has had a f- fantastic tournament. So, I keep thinking he'll have an off day. And this whole week, he has turned up every single time. There was a huge run chase against Sunrisers where he again... Uh, be, literally took them through on his own, and uh, I, I think today's game had a lot of elements which you'd usually yeah, associate yeah. with any good game of cricket.
0: I mean, exactly. And, and at one point, I thought uh, Prithvi Shaw is going to take them home, and they sort of fumbled in the end. Uh, I mean, I thought. I, I mean, I thought it's like four balls, four runs to get. It's their their game to take. Uh, but then uh, they did not do it right. I mean, they had to go to the super over.
1: I I don't know. This is something about modern-day cricketers where they always want to go for the glory shot. So, if you remember, there was this game between India and Bangladesh in the World T20 a couple of years back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Famous game. The very famous game where uh, Hardik Pandeya, of all people, took those three wickets in the final over and Dhoni ran someone out in the last ball. This game was very similar to that. Like... Like the way Mushfikur Rahim and Mahmudullah went for glory shots and uh, hold out in that last over. I think something very similar happened today with Hanuma Vihari. I can understand uh, a non-Indian cricketer trying to slog Kuldi Yadav out because there is no other way they know to play. But I think for someone as... Uh, with as much experience as Hanuma Vihari in domestic cricket, I think he should have done better. And even Prithvi Shaw, for that matter, I, I heard Kevin Peterson on air telling that it was a selfless knock and it was a selfless shot in the end. But I don't. I disagree with him. They, all they needed was a few singles here and there, and they'd have been through. But in the end, they ended up winning thanks to uh, KG Rabada,
0: yeah, excellent, excellent Yorker to get Russell out um uh, if it was like a few inches here and there uh, i think uh kolkata would could have won this game if if andre russell stayed not out in that delivery
1: definitely i think the, it goes to show the value of a genuine quick bowler even in a t20 format like sometimes people overrate the the the, the kind of bowlers that uh, say a team like Rajasthan Royals buys every single time, like not Unadkut. I think some of these quick bowlers are only quick bowlers uh, just by definition. All they have is a set of off-cutters and leg-cutters. And I think some genuine pace, you can never compensate. uh,
0: Exactly. I mean, uh, genuine pace uh, and then... Uh, irrespective of the pitch, right? Doesn't matter what the pitch is. Uh, if if a genuine fast bowler is having a good day, uh, the the person can knock any side out.
1: Yes, and 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 sure, there is always the risk of a genuine quick bowler going for runs. The edges might fly, but just the pace through the air, it doesn't matter if you're playing at Firousha Kotla or the Veka. Exactly, and um,
0: so what um, what strikes me really hard is. Uh, the two teams that are off to a great start in this IPL, Kolkata and Delhi, are playing uncharacteristically good cricket for uh, early part of an IPL season. They they are usually the slow starters, along with Mumbai. We'll come to Mumbai later on, but uh, Delhi
1: and KK are doing well at the start of the season. Is that a surprise? Delhi, definitely. And I think Delhi needed a quick start. Even in In case of KKR, they have won the tournament a couple of times. But Delhi, had they started losing in the first few games, I think it would have been like the same story all over again for them. But I think Delhi has a very exciting core of Indian batting, if you see. Absolutely. And that's from
0: last year, right? I think they they managed to retain uh, this core of uh, Shreyas Ayer, Prithvi Shaw, Rishabh Pant from last year. And this year, they have added Vijay Shankar in the mix. And Shikardavan. Shikhar Dhawan as well, of course, yes. So they they are a team. They they are making a statement in the early part of the IP, and I'm really looking forward to that. I think they are Uh, the team
1: to watch out for this year. Yes, especially yes, with, especially with Ricky Ponting in their uh, team management, I think they'll go all the way. And and Dada Ganguly is there as well. Ganguly, Ganguly is there as well. So I think, so,
0: it, I, think it has, I think KKR. I don't know. I think I want to go. I want to be in Kolkata right now and talk to some Dada fans, uh, seeing how they react. Uh, Ganguly not being on their side and actually helping Delhi.
1: Uh, do you think there would be a lot of crossover of fans just because Dada moved and changed allegiances? This no, time? Cr- crossing over takes too much of mental effort. They are not going to do that. They are going to stick <laughs> like, to
0: KKR and Rukh like, Khan. And yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, they, yeah, will be, they, they will be fans of Dada, but they are not going to support uh, like,
1: Delhi. You don't think there will be a Cristiano Ronaldo like situation with just, uh, no. just fans changing allegiances altogether mid-season? No. No, okay. no, no,
0: no, not, 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 in that case. They, uh, they are going to be ardent fans of Sarov Ganguly, nevertheless. But uh, they are right now, as I speak, there is debate. There are debates going on in every uh about what Sarov Ganguly is doing to them. But nevertheless, they are, they are,
1: they are their fans. Um, Moving to KKR, yeah. So yes, yes. yes go ahead. KK are a peculiar team, actually. So, they tend to have the Robin Utapas and the Nitish Ranas of the world every single time. But I think, and they usually do well. So, they are always there and thereabouts, like in the top four. But their problem usually is that they do not have a very deep squad. So exactly they, and then and then so
0: in the previous years um gautam gambir was a big influence on the entire squad right i mean very passionate guy uh very good t20 player and a good captain uh they have managed to win two IPLs under him or one how many did I they? think win? i think two
1: under gambir
0: yeah yeah. so and gambir left for delhi and they have now made uh uh, Dinesh Karthik, the captain, and he's
1: he's doing relatively well, right? He's doing relatively well, and I actually admire the guy for the fact that uh, he is also one of these. Many contenders for the number four slot, and yet he tends to slot himself lower than the order for KKR. I, th- I, th- like,
0: I think we should. I think we should have a, a separate team in the World Cup called India's number four, and that there will be eleven players with uh, five substitutes who will be <laughs> representing India's number four.
1: And you could have an entire pro. Probables of 30, actually. Yeah, the there four, would, I, right. I, I
0: can list uh, at least two fast bowlers. Bhuvneshwar Kumar and Hardik Pandey are, are <laughs> the fast bowlers for India's number four. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. K- Kedar, Kedar Jadav is the spinner. And <laughs> Ashwin, can be, uh, Ashwin can also bat at
1: number four. I don't number know. Four. Actually, the Ashwin way. might probably end up doing a better job than our current number fours. Exactly, it's that that's that's possible. That's possible. So we'll come
0: come to that part. Uh, Csk, uh, any thoughts on Csk? They are again, they have again retained their core bunch, which is basically in any, any other like any other era of cricket that would be a retired bunch of cricketers. But right now, you know, they are coming together for Csk, and no surprises for Csk, right? I mean, they are doing uh, the way or they are playing the way they have always played uh,
1: in any IPL whenever they, they are not brand but yeah but csk defies logic in some sense uh, they have very formulaic cricket under dhoni they have nailed it to the t and they have a very slow wicket in uh, chepok this year and they have a team full of spinners so they know how to get the job done they play very boring cricket uh, CSK fans might not agree, but some of their cricket is really boring. Whether they chase 70 or they chase 170, they go about it the same way. And they are effective.
0: So, I uh, thinking some years ahead of time. I mean, do, so, do you think Dhoni is going to play five more
1: years for CSK? Uh, definitely many... not. I think probably one more year at best. I'd, and the rest of the core, I don't think, would last another season. I think this is probably the last season for, say, a lot of them. Uh, Harbajan Singh I don't think is going to play another season Shane Watson might not end up playing another season so a so, natural
0: uh, natural transition would be like making Rana the captain for some ve- years
1: v- very likely or maybe Kedar Jada who knows
0: okay okay
1: we'll we'll see what happens to CSK after that uh, but, but they'll uh, rest assured they'll move into the top four without a lot of fuss that's for sure
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, that that is that is that that's a statistic speaking, right? That is a statistic speaking. Yes, I'm
1: not not logic, but statistics. Not logic; it's pure sheer statistics. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and the uh, Chepauk wicket—it's—it's it's very slow this year, and uh, I don't know how someone can beat CSK on that track.
0: Okay. I mean, why? How did the track happen to be that way? I mean, it, it doesn't look like a. I mean.
1: Traditionally, it, it, sh- it hasn't been that way. So traditionally, Chennai has a ha, has had a reasonably sporting wicket. But I think this year it looks like it's tailor made for CSK. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean,
0: I looked, I I looked at the first game, right? Uh, CSK versus uh, Bangalore.
1: I mean, it was it, it was ter- terrible. It was a terrible wicket, right? I mean, yeah, for for any form of the game, you you yeah, even, I, a test match wouldn't last two days on that track. It was that bad. I mean, it's it shouldn't be a hard task to make a good T twenty wicket. That should that has to last like forty overs. Yeah, especially in this day and age, and uh, the one prob- probable reason is that this is the fag end of the season. Uh, the Ranji season has just gotten over, but still, there are no excuses for a, such a bad T twenty wicket. Well, I mean, ex- exactly. I think they should they should have taken care of the wicket or whatever. And, because, yeah. and on a on a broader note, I think wickets in India have become much worse over the years. Like uh, while growing up, say if you remember the two thousand one India Australia Test series and all, I think that series was very well contested primarily because the wickets are very conducive for both batting and bowling it was a very balanced wickets back in the day but what, th- i mean i have been i have been
0: uh, i have been uh, hearing that uh, bcci in order to make uh, Uh, batsmen, uh, better players of fast bowling, they have been making green wickets throughout the country. And what has happened over the years is, yes, we have got some good fast bowlers, but then batsmen or uh, spinners have stopped coming out. I mean, apart from wrist spinners, we do not have a good uh, uh, bench strength of, let's say, off-spinners or things like that. And people are saying that Indian batsmen are losing their ability ability to play uh, quality, genuine, orthodox
1: off-spin. Very apparently so, right? The kind of wickets we have lost to Nathan Lyon, Moin Ali, in the last not just one series, but over a period of time now, sir. So like post the Fab Four era, uh, yeah. our ability to play spin has been found wanting multiple times. So, so yeah, so, uh, so basically, what
0: is happening is for Ranji games they are making wickets which are conducive to uh, seam bowling, but mm-hmm. then uh, towards the end of the towards the end of the Ranji season. Or after the end of Ranji season when they have the IPL coming up, um, something is happening to the pitch. Uh, Like they are trying to change the pitch a lot really quickly from a seam bowling pitch to, uh, I don't know, like a Sharjah kind of wicket and things are going wrong. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a soil scientist, but uh, something is really wrong here.
1: Yeah, but uh, one, I think on that front, I think uh, Eden Gardens has done a really good job. I think the Eden Gardens wickets over the last few seasons have been really quick and bouncy. I think the since Ganguly took over the Bengal Cricket Association, uh, that is one ground that has improved leaps and bounds. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh... But, but Mumbai has traditionally... Been this dust bowl sort of a wicket, and as and it keeps turning up uh, with those kind of tracks in international cricket, but in the IPL broadly they are okay. Uh, IPL Mumbai has a lot of high scoring tracks. My guess is that it's the uh, team owners and the team management of the IPL teams, based upon the kind of resources they have. That's how they get their tracks tailor made.
0: Yeah, I could be wrong. Let's 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 hope that. Uh Chennai versus RCB game was a one-off, and the uh, the pitch is taken care of really quick. Um, before moving ahead, uh Punjab, uh, Kings Eleven, Punjab, they are they are off to a good start as well under uh, Ashwin's captaincy. And when we are talking about Ashwin, the recent thing that happened, uh, that is on everyone's mind is the man cutting incident. So, Aditya, what is your take on uh, this man cutting incident?
1: So, it's a hard thing to call. So, it's a I've been thinking about it. So, cricket is unique in the world of sport that apart from just the codified laws, there is this uh, mythical spirit of cricket thing which always keeps cropping up. So, you have the laws of the game and then in cricket you have the spirit of the game. But the problem here is that uh, why is the spirit of the game, say, applicable to the fielding side more than it is to the batsman? I mean, exactly. And then, I mean, I believe
0: the spirit of the game is something that has to be upheld, not only during the game, but before the game and after the game as well. So let me let me tell you my point. I saw a video where uh, after the game, uh, Joss Butler uh, refuses to shake hand with Ashwin. So from my point of view, that is a violation of spirit of the game. I mean, uh, uh, Butler is not taking his dismissal or his loss uh, in the right spirit. So no one is talking about that and my opinion is that i mean yeah there are no laws which prevented uh, Shwin, I mean, for example they are talking about a warning i, I don't think any uh, rule book talks about giving a warning right uh, if it has been a general trend yes there it was a general trend but it's not a rule
1: and exactly so but uh, there again so so all these uh, concepts of, say, warning a batsman or playing within the spirit of the game would have sounded and it would it would have worked well as long as cricket was a village sport played in some outback of uh, rural England. But now that it is a professional sport, so I first didn't agree with Ashwin and what he did. So, uh, so if you look at it closely, it does look like... Ashwin was eyeing the dismissal for quite a while because uh, he, he mankered the batsman bef- without even taking a start. So, for starters, that is probably something which is a grey area in this particular case. But yeah, so, uh, uh, so, basically the law says once the bowler starts his run-up,
0: then the ball is in play.
1: And the ball is in exactly.
0: exactly. So what you're trying to say is uh, the way Ashwin approached the wicket, uh, the ball was
1: not live. So if you look at it, he seems to have run him out behind. So he seems to have spotted him and waited for him to leave his crease and then uh, run him out. So if okay. it makes sense. Okay. So so that it was be- not probably a true start okay. in his run-up. Okay. So
0: the controversy here is, or in my opinion, the question lies whether it was a true start or not. And uh, my opinion here is, uh, if it was a true start, then what he did was absolutely fine. If it is, if it was not a true start, I mean that this is a this is a entirely new world for
1: me. I I do I have never heard of a true start or a wrong and start before. This. I think in in that case, I think the owners should lie with say the third umpire in such a case. Uh, I think the way it is being approached right now is that the on-field umpires and probably the captain of the fielding side has to take a call on whether they want to uh, stick with the decision or not, but. I think in case of like whether it's a true start or not, the onus of this decision should lie with the third umpire and or the match referee instantly. Like why not yeah, do no, that? They,
0: they, should, they should have a call, right? I mean, uh, another thing happened was uh, Mumbai won against Bangalore and uh, the last ball was supposedly or act was, was a big no ball that was not called by the on-field umpire. Uh, it was shown on the TV screen and everything. But so why didn't the third umpire and the match referee come forward and say, no, 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 it is, you have to play again. There is a free hit. Because we have all this technology and they
1: have to use it, right? Exactly. The irony here is they say they didn't check for the no ball because it was the last ball of the uh, match. And then the game gets over at that very moment. So that's why they didn't go back and check. But had it been a wicket, they would have gone back and checked. So that's where the grey area in this particular no-ball scenario is that... Yeah, I think umpires, uh, umpires these days aren't calling a lot of no-balls. So, if uh, if you go back to the India-Australia series recently, apparently 11 no-balls in that first test match were not called. I don't know. It may be a case of uh, too much cricket for the umpires themselves. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But they have come up with this regulation that... Uh, more often than not they go go upstairs to check whether uh, it's a no ball or not in in case of a dismissal i, I think but, see,
0: the, the thing is the third umpire and the match referee are also uh, getting paid by the icc right i mean so the yeah. thing, so the thing is whether the on field umpire calls it or not if the third umpire and the match referee or who, or they spot it, they should immediately report and uh, read, redo the whole thing or uh, penalize the bowler or batsman or you know whatever.
1: It should be more like the uh, VAR situation in football right now, where yeah, where yeah. there is a, there is a team which is broadcasting it and looking at it live at multiple angles of the game. Yeah, see, and, in, in, and they in, call and they and the and the umpires on field umpires anyway are. In touch with them through walkie-talkies and whatnot. So, so
0: I mean, cricket has uh, has had uh, access
1: to these technologies way before football and tennis, right? Yeah, I, I think cricket has adopted technology much faster. So, like, the Hawkey or Snicometer, or it, it's, yeah. it's 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 a
0: question of you know tweaking around some rules and making things clear that yeah, if if the third umpire is spotting something, they should go ahead and do that. They should, but go especially. Ahead
1: and- yeah, especially given the match situation. So, if you have the last ball of the innings with the game on the line, with the uh, with the chasing side one hit away, common sense should prevail and no matter what the outcome of the final ball, the no ball should always be checked. There should be some very yeah. fundamental... So, had it been, say, uh, 20 required of the last ball and no one had checked and... It would have still sounded okay, but with the game on the line and the third umpire being aware of it, it sounds so stupid. I think I usually do not agree with the way Kohli reacts, but I think in this case he was justified. No, he yeah yeah he had every right to be pissed off, right? I mean, and then it was uh, it was good
0: that uh, Rohit Sharma also agreed with him that you know whatever happened was wrong. Uh,
1: it should have been a free hit. Uh, and, it, and 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 imagine it would have. Uh, so uh, Ab de Villiers would have been on strike with them requiring five runs of the last ball. It would have also been a greater spectacle. Exactly, exactly. So that was that
0: was two controversial things: uh, no ball not called by the on-field umpire and the
1: TV umpires and the man cutting thing. So the, I, I uh, so my last word on the man cutting thing is: I think the rules have to be more clear. I think cricket should no longer uh i think it's too commercial a sport and too professional a sport now to yeah this, this, have this gray, gray area called as the spirit of the game yeah yeah
0: this, this uh, i mean the bowler warning the batsman on all these these are like stupid arguments because I, I mean, when when the uh, wicketkeeper is uh, stumping a batsman the, the wicketkeeper does not warn the batsman right i mean next time i'm 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 going to stump you next time you try to hit a six
1: Exactly and, and, and when a batsman is taking a false start, uh he yeah, can yeah. He, he's easily running half a run extra, right? Half exactly. a yard extra. I mean yeah. The batsman is trying to create an advantage for himself, right? And yeah, it could be the difference between a run out in in a lot of cases. Exactly. So exactly. why yeah. is do, why is that in the spirit of the game? So
0: that is completely wrong and then uh, remember uh, butler refused to shake hands with ashvin i mean that for me that was a bigger violation of uh, spirit of the game if that something like that exists but uh, anyways i think uh, uh, it was a great start for uh, the fourth umpire uh, segment of our show that's because we actually talked spoke
1: about things that uh had to be handled by the umpires but the fourth umpire usually is jobless and i think the only mandate of the fourth umpire is i think to bring those replacement balls and then and then sometimes if the on-field umpires fall sick fall
0: sick then you have have to cover in. (laughs)
1: yeah
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, can 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 players demand change of umpires like (laughs) probably probably not (laughs) And there, should, there should be some new rule. Right? I, I think uh, like you have uh, uh, in test matches, you have this review thing where, <laughs> you, you know, you can... If, if, if the two teams unanimously... Uh, if the two captains decide to change
1: the umpire, then one has to go out and the next umpire comes in. I'm pretty sure Steve Buckner would have had a few substitutions of that kind. Yeah. Had then, that been, as and, I had the rule and, been around.
0: And the only way... Uh, like Sri Lanka can win one day matches is with uh, Dharmasena uh, um, um, umpiring. So I think uh, the opposition would want to get
1: Dharmasena out as well. But ironically, Dharmasena over the years has uh, improved leaps and bounds. I think in the last couple of years, he has been the ICC umpire of the year. Really? <laughs> yeah. has had two. And uh, I read a funny news article that Dharmasena got a very warm welcoming in Sri Lanka because he won the ICC awards. Yeah, I mean their they, their home <laughs> team. I mean, I, I mean, apart from the South Africa series, there is not much to cheer about. Right? That's the only award a Sri Lankan is going to win for a long time with the ICC. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, unfortunately, if
0: they, after the I, I'm I have not looked at the schedule of uh, the matches, but
1: I'm sure this year India will play Sri Lanka again sometime. Like definitely, I think I think once the monsoon begins, India are sure to visit Sri Lanka. Yeah, yeah, good. good. In, a, in an interview recently, uh, Ganguly said, I think in an India Today interview, that they didn't know how, but every single year, in the month of July, they'd be on a flight to Colombo. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I remember growing up, I mean, not, you know, like after, even in the last four or five years, I mean, India are
1: playing Sri Lanka so much when it is... The frequency went up, right? Even while growing up, Sri Lanka as a team was uh, reasonably okay. So there was cricket, which was... We used to get thrashed, but we had competitive cricket. But in the last five years, it's been all one-sided. And the Sri Lankan team has gone from bad to worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: uh, I think uh, we have spoken about uh, the teams which are doing well. Unfortunately, the team we support is not doing well. Uh, mumbai indians but what has happened is mumbai is following the script they have always been following in from the from the start of the ipl from 2008 they are doing this they start off badly and they tend to pick up i don't know what will happen this year uh do you think in do you think mumbai will finish in the bottom two or they have a chance to make the top four
1: they have the personnel so i think they have the resources but uh if they keep playing guys like Malinga in this side, I don't see them uh, yeah. finishing anywhere above the top.
0: Yuraj U- has been a surprise. Yuraj played some decent knocks.
1: I mean, he seems to be hitting the ball well. Yeah, but I think uh, if you have to win a tournament, I don't think they can piggyback on Yura Singh though, sadly. I'm a huge fan of Yura Singh. I've been in the past. But to win a tournament, I think they need uh, Rohit Sharma to start firing very quickly. So
0: uh, yes, that that that's the obvious thing. Rohit Sharma has to do well for this Mumbai side, but uh, you know, uh, I think the bowling is lacking something. Uh, yeah.
1: it, it, it's it's not they are just giving away too many runs in the middle overs. And over reliance on Bumrah, and I'm I'm a little worried about Jasprit Bumrah. Uh, he was injured in the very first game. He didn't come out to bat, and uh, the news going around in the media was that he should be, he might be rested and Kohli wanted him to be rested. But uh, this being the IPL, he was back playing oh, yeah, the very no, next game.
0: I mean, Kohli on one side, Amani on the other side, no comparison. I mean, no, comparison. no comparison. What, what, I mean, if Amani wants Bumrah to play, Bumrah will
1: play. He okay. play. A, a, a couple of injections from Nitin Patel and he'd be on the yeah. <clears throat> field i don't think he's fit i think i think he's going
0: to it, i think he's going to uh, probably be at his 80% or 90% fitness in the world cup but i don't know but, let's uh, let's hope for the best
1: but talking of the world cup do you think um, the bcci should take a stand and once the world cup probables are more or less certain <laughs> They I should think, have a cap on the maximum number of games. I, guys
0: said, guys I think, yeah, you see, it's a once in a four. I think they should because it's once in a four-year event, right? And you have all the other uh, teams, uh, England, Australia, uh, New Zealand, South Africa. They are, they, are, they are sort of getting their main... They have game. a
1: 1st of May cutoff. So, yeah, what yeah. I hear is that a lot of these other teams, uh, their players can all play only till the 1st of May.
0: Yeah, I think India, India can, can do that. I mean, once in four years... Um, I mean, get get Bumrah and let's say the top fifteen or twenty people out, and let let some new players play. What what's what's the harm? I mean, people yeah, are going and, to watch anyways.
1: Yeah, and I would have, I have a even more radical suggestion. They could have even split the IPL in two legs and played the second leg post the World Cup, probably in September, October, or something like that. Just I'd for say, this year. I guess, I guess, I guess the
0: elections make it a bit, a little bit more complicated. Uh, but they
1: could have just had one leg of the tournament now and the rest of it later part of the year. Why not just for the World Cup year?
0: Yeah, I mean, again, I think I, th- I think the question here is, uh, does the franchisees... Uh, I, I, I think the franchisee have much more uh, monetary power than uh, most of the cricketing countries outside India, England and Australia. So, yeah, you know, they are like, you know, no, no, no. We want our best guys to be fit before... Uh, while they are playing who knows what will happen in the World Cup and you know most of the people who are going to play the World Cup are part of the IPL right top yeah. top players yeah. from Australia England South Africa they are part of the uh, um, IPL so maybe the franchise owners don't want them to break down like other way around it's like a World Cup okay it's okay go and play uh, after you are done with the IPL but yeah so finally final world on Mumbai do you think they are going to make the top 4 probably sixth this year so, uh, one of the bottom 3 one of the bottom 3 that 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 is we don't want to end this podcast on such a morose note for the mumbai fans so let's talk about another top 4 that is uh, indian cricket team uh, fourth number player who is the fourth number player who is going to play number 4 kl rahul kl rahul is doing
1: well for punjab uh, then we let us go team-wise. I think Punjab has thrown up KL Rahul, but KL Rahul has always been there and thereabouts in that Indian side uh, of late. So uh, Rajasthan has two contenders, the way I look at. I think Rane has had a good start. Uh, you have Sanju Samson, who has done well. There is three right there. Yeah. And uh, any other left-of-field Choices? Uh, I don't know. Think of.
0: Uh, is, will 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 Hardik Pandya be a left field choice? <laughs> no, but Hardik Pandya would
1: make it to the squad anyway, right? Yeah, but can he play number 4? Can he play after Kohli? Or Kohli should I, him- himself play number 4? <laughs> uh, but I am not sure. I don't think Kohli should drop himself down, uh, to be really honest. I think number 4, you need someone who can stall a collapse. I think India has had a problem of late where if we are 24-3... No one seems to have a clue about how to get to 200-250. So, if Dhoni isn't going to bat at number 4, I think we need someone who is solid enough to bat there. And I don't think Ambati Raidu is a solution to that problem. And neither is uh, Kedar Jadav. Kedar Jadav has his utility lower down the order if he has to bat 15-20 overs. But not like... I don't know.
0: I I feel bad for Kedar Jadav because uh, I think he's trying his level best. I, I am he not a of today i am not yeah i am not a big fan of kedar Jadav but uh, it seems like you know numbers speak for him and he has been doing well off late so he is going to be in the squad but you know the reason i feel bad for him is because the moment world cup is over he is going to be discarded
1: very true but i think that's the way so there are a lot of players who have their utility for a given tournament and short term utility i think kedar jadhav is one of them he's a very hard working cricketer and he is yeah. someone who has very good game sense yeah, yeah an honest honest cricketer no i mean he's he's a good fellow he's a good chap and he, his game sense is superb so he knows where, when he's batting in the slog overs he may not have the big hits but he usually gets a, a very good sense of the gaps So, I think Kedar Jadav is good number five, number six. But I think four you need. I think what we are missing in this side is someone like a Rahul Ravid. And probably my punt for the number four would be, uh, say, an Ajinka Rahane or even had Pujara had time and had we invested in Pujara, he would have been a good choice. But now it's too late. I would stick to a Rahane or a. Or a KL Rahul for number four. So, so, so I
0: mean, uh, I mean, yes, those are good choices. But realistically speaking, what the Indian team management is going to do is, depending upon the game situation, they are either going to bring in Dhoni, Rayudu or Dinesh
1: Karthik, right? That works perfectly fine. But the problem is, in that case, you are always thinking of a two hundred for two kind of a situation. But who is going to be your number four on a bad, cloudy? Uh, English condition semi-final day when you are 24-2
0: yeah that's that that's the thing see we have been focusing so much on number four the thing is uh focusing on number four is based on the assumption that our top three is going to score you 200 runs just yeah. like in in, in 25 overs um but but the thing is we have been over-reliant on our top three they have been phenomenal but then we are really
1: over-reliant on them now, but even in that case, Mayuk, like uh, I think we are putting too much faith in uh, Chikardavan and Rohit Sharma in seeming conditions. Yes, they are exceptional on flat tracks, but if you if they were to face up to a South African bowling attack on cloudy day at Cardiff, let us say.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, there is a high chance that they are going to be uh, uh, they, they are going to be in trouble. But, I mean, the reason we are talking about this is because they have done well in one-day internationals outside of India. And uh, ICC tournaments. And ICC tournaments uh, in the last few years, right? So, they have made their case. But, I mean, the team management should be prepared to have their
1: backups as well, right? Exactly. You You cannot just have plans for one kind of a game situation where you are always 150 for two. That's not how you win World Cups. And and probably like if you think of a good World Cup winning side of the past, so you if you if you go cast your mind back to the 2011 World Cup, for example, we were in trouble against Australia in that quarterfinal in 2011. You had Suresh Raina and Yuvraj Singh coming in at number six and number seven. Yeah, they were the guys to win you the trenches. Who are those equivalent in this current side? Like I don't, I can't find a counterpart to a Yuvraj Singh or a Suresh Raina to this side. And on the other end of the spectrum, there is no one outside of Kohli who can sustain and who can fight off a collapse.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, what is what are your hopes for the We are going to talk about the World Cup later on, but uh, let's say just focus on number four right now. Who would you like to see if not uh, Riyadu, Karthik
1: and uh, Dhoni? I would definitely not go with Raidu. I think he has looked way too scratchy and I cannot repose faith on Raidu. I think we need a test class batsman for that slot. And if you are 200 for 2 and you think that batsman, test class batsman would stall your momentum at that case, don't bat him at number 4 that day. That's a simple solution. So I'd have someone like Ajinkya Rayane for number 4. And if your match situation is uh, 1 150 for 1 or 200 for 2 then i would promote hardik pandya or ms Dhoni that day and if you are 20 for 2 then you, the utility automatically comes up that day so i, I would stick to uh, Rane and if if they have a complete left field suggestion then uh, cheteshwar pujara uh,
0: i mean i mean that is not a reality a real possibility right i don't think pujara is going to go no uh, definitely yeah, not definitely not but uh, maybe maybe there is a chance mostly not but uh, I mean the selection has not been done yet and probably he is there somewhere near the uh, selection
1: uh, know, but knowing Ravi Shastri it might in all likelihood end up being Rishabh Pant or someone at number 4 completely out of the blue
0: yeah yeah so yeah let's see what happens i think we had a good little chat about um what's happening in the cricket world um IPL was the main focus and a uh, lot to look forward to in this IPL season and uh we'll be back soon any any final parting words Aditya before we sign off we
1: so have two games tomorrow and uh any guesses any predictions Mayu Um. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I I,
0: I hope uh R- 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 RCB. I R- I hope RCB actually I, won. RCB has not won a game. I think for Kohli's uh for Kohli's sake. I mean, I want to be happy. I want him to be happy and cheerful going into the World Cup. <laughs> I, I at least want Kohli to be in top four so that he can take something forward. Let's see.
1: My final thoughts, are I just want. It to be entirely random going into, so I want like say RCB and Rajasthan Royals to start winning tomorrow. Yeah, that would make for let, a fun tournament. Let's, let's predict it. I mean, let's do that. I think so. Sunrisers
0: Hyderabad versus uh, Bangalore. Uh, let's let's uh, bet on Bangalore. And
1: if it is CSK versus Rajasthan Royals, let's uh, go Rajasthan. Sun Royals. Rajasthan. That, that's how I pick teams in the IPL. Anyway, I don't have any real allegiances anymore. Exactly, exactly. All right. So on that note, uh, thank you for listening, listeners. Uh,
0: you can follow us on at Seat4th on Twitter. And our email ID is the Seat Podcast at gmail.com. Um, we are really interested in hearing from you. Let us know what you think. And um, talk to us about what's going on uh, in cricket and Mumbai in general. We are from Mumbai, yeah. All right. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. Thank you.